Did you watch Full House? Is that is that are you too young for Full House? Uh, I didn't watch it. I watched it like uh, not religiously, but it, I've seen plenty of episodes of Full House. Oh, well, not enough to know who Steve is. Yowzers. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> shit. I guess I'll just uh, politely fuck myself. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Remote episode, uh, we're doing an iconic uh, new revolutionary thing where we're recording not only in different places, but before the episode comes out. Crazy. We're doubling down on the gimmicks. We are doubling down on really reinventing technology. Uh, I want to start with this. Uh, Where are you at on watching 365 movies in 365 days? Because I have a take on it. Uh, I, I think that I'm 27 deep, which is, I'm, I'm falling behind. It's, it's going to happen. But, uh, as long as I'm in with, uh, like within like a doable range, I think I'm in, I'm in good shape. I think that I have already seen 365 movies (laughs) this year. I have watched so many movies this what is it? Are they 365 movies that you've never seen before? Okay. So I meant to... I'd forgotten if there was that staple because if it's movies that you've never seen before, then it's tougher. Obviously, if it's movies that you've seen before, then you're you I would knock just out six hundred of those night before bed or Paddington Two. Like I would knock that shit out in two months. I am doing some rewatching. I watched uh, the Social Network the other day for some reason, uh, and the kid from Jurassic Park, uh, who is also John Deacon, is in that movie. Is he really? Who does he play? He plays the uh, like their roommate. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. You, I feel like you watch The Social Network uh, like every few months just so that you can brush up on the details of that, the bar scene. where you, So you can just tell oh, everybody. So I can piss people off. The one yeah. where they're, uh, they're at uh, uh, Tavern in the Square. Yes, yeah. You know this is the bar. That's right? where they did it. That's <laughs> where that scene is. Yeah. It's uh, whatever your local Tavern in the Square is, Boston people, just loudly say, if you're at Tavern in the Square across from uh north station say loudly this is where they shot it people might argue that it was at the thirsty scholar but just tell them hey maybe you need to see the social network again uh on the subject of movies uh actually i'll just get this uh off uh, off my chest uh, i meant to bring this up last episode while i was watching a lot of john wick uh do you want your funeral to be in the rain it, every funeral is in the rain every like movie for, funeral is in the rain except for the funeral in cold pursuit because it happens in the snow because well, everything in cold pursuit happens in the snow we'll get there to that a, later the funeral scene in cold pursuit we're going to talk a lot about cold pursuit in this episode a lot about cold pursuit a lot about stone scars guard where's the overlap we'll tell you coming up next episode of brunch uh <laughs> we uh on the other side of the break there's a there's a ridiculous scene in uh uh that movie where they're at the funeral of somebody and the person is leaving skipping town after and uh they're in the graveyard and the graveyard is off the side of the road she has her luggage with her in the graveyard uh and then storms out and then goes and gets her car i'm like yo leave your you didn't need to bring your luggage down with you for the funeral part leave that in the car nobody's statement 
this is not a populated area. You can leave your bags alone for a couple of minutes. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I go back and forth on whether or not I even want to be buried. I don't. Th- I don't think that we're all. I don't think that we're going to die in a uh, make arrangements after kind of way. <laughs> I think that. Uh, I think that that when I think that we're all going to die at the same time, and I can't imagine that there will be arrangements made after. But if there are. Even if you don't bury me, even if you cremate me, you know, dealer's choice. Do whatever you want. Uh, I think on an earlier episode, I uh, expressed my desire to be flattened. Uh, whatever you're going <laughs> to do to me, just just I, I want a scene where everyone is in all black uh, with umbrellas and it's raining. I So I've said this before on the show, but uh, it won't be raining at my funeral because I want my funeral to be indoors. I want them just to lie my body on either like a bar or a pool table So you want to do yeah an irish wake an irish wake yeah yeah and i don't care what they do with my body after that they can throw it in an incinerator for all i care just just let's 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 be derivative even in death pete let's do uh so irish wake uh set to uh mr Brightside. recreate that classic viral video but it will be with you and like no one knows who that guy is right i don't even know what viral video you're talking about you don't remember, you don't know that it's like the biggest like Irish wake thing ever. I don't even Playing I don't Mr. even know Brightside? if they had the what's that? Playing Mr. Brightside? Yeah, you don't you haven't seen that video? It's in so. Ireland, I think, and they are going they're all singing Mr. Brightside and they're going crazy. I don't even know if uh they even had the body there, but I mean the star of that was the killers i guess yeah i guess uh if you have an irish uh irish wake and you're not irish is that cultural appropriation yes and the penalty for it is death which you're retroactively serving what are they gonna do kill you yeah that's that that's how they uh that's how they take care of you but yeah uh i actually realized i don't own an umbrella the only time i have an umbrella is when somebody leaves their umbrella at my apartment but i actually should invest in a fancy umbrella just in case i'm ever at a funeral because i I always i think i've bought in like two umbrellas in my life and i've used them and and they're great while you're using them but then you get somewhere and you're dry and you're like but fuck i have this umbrella and so i just throw the umbrella away whenever i get to where i need to go yeah well it's just just be a uh what's it called guy uh just be a poncho guy Get those. They fit in your back pocket. They're you can buy a thousand of them on Amazon for like three dollars. That's the move. Uh you know, before we get to other movies, you want to do Grammys or uh, Ray Romano next? Because we've got updates on both. Uh let's hear the Ray Romano one first. That's more intriguing to me. So uh Ray Romano has jumped on the Netflix special train. Did you watch it? I watched about twenty minutes of it. Okay. I wasn't crazy about it. The jokes weren't weren't very good. It's like his first his first special in like twenty years. So I'll cut him some slack. I so, did really enjoy the uh, the intro to the special where he's just walking through the streets of New York. Such a flex. Yeah. Uh, so Ray Romano did a special, and it wasn't just his first stand up in twenty years. It was his first time speaking in twenty years, <laughs> and he, I just you want to talk about a flex? He mailed it in. So, so it is incredible. Like I honestly, so I watched the whole thing. I 
I fell asleep the first time I was watching it, so I had to rewatch the second half. I cannot stress enough that this guy just had no material but it wasn't like a dave attell and uh jeff ross thing where they're like we're gonna go up and we're gonna bust everyone's chops and that's gonna be the show right. he just went up and he and was like a bunch of lame ass jokes hey oh yeah just so lame he, he started a joke with i'm not gay but it was just just really lame uh terrible not rehearsed totally mailed in stuff and he's like oh i'm ray romano i'm super rich he mailed it in so bad that he didn't even book a venue to book for his special he just like showed up at the comedy cellar and was like i'm gonna do an hour and here's my special which i thought was kind of cool that he was just like i'm not making a big deal of this i'm just gonna uh tape my special at the comedy cellar like pretty pretty cool but i mean it clearly was not that big of a deal to him he did have one joke that I'll I'll tell you it got me made me laugh out loud very funny it's towards the end and this this was like his big joke I think uh, <laughs> he said uh, he said I, I was walking uh, around New York City the other day and uh, a guy came up to me and he said hey man I'll give you a blowjob for two dollars and I politely said uh, no no thanks man and he said. like come on come on it's it's just just two bucks come on how are you you gonna say it's only two dollars but the way that he delivered the like two dollars very funny stuff that's that uh check out our uh movie reviews we're starting to put them up for the oscars you can check them out if you're a patreon subscriber uh or do we have those unlocked for everybody I think they're unlocked for everybody, but we're also doing uh we're releasing the video, um, the nice. video elements and the, the video reviews. Those are only for Patreon people. That's for, you got to have both Patreon and a device to view the video. We don't congrats on being rich. If you we will not supply the videos. Uh, I liked, we talked in the Bohemian Rhapsody thing. Uh, we came up with the idea of AOing, and it's been growing on me and I really, I actually want to do it. Somebody uh, somebody uh, replied to a hater that we had on Twitter. Somebody did not uh, take kindly to our criticism of of Bohemian Rhapsody, and one of our listeners replied and said, "Like, sounds like you've got an AO." <laughs> I love it. Uh, so AOing is where you go in case you haven't seen the video and you're not a Patreon subscriber. Um, give you this one for free. AOing is where you go to uh, hospital. And sit in the waiting room and uh, ask AO to people as they walk out to determine whether or not they've just been diagnosed with an incurable disease. Uh, and I actually want to do it, but I want to do it like I want to do it all the way. I don't want to do it like that kid did it. So in the in the movie, Freddie gets diagnosed with AIDS two years before he's diagnosed with AIDS, and he's walking out after being diagnosed, and a kid goes Ayo. and he responds Ayo. much like everything else in that movie that movie that was some that was some weak ass shit i'm gonna go to ao and i'm gonna be like in the zone i'm gonna do it all the way someone's gonna walk like an old woman is gonna walk out 
and as she's walking out, she's gonna hear like lead on an adult. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the live aid callback AOS. No, no, like do like the real one, the friend lead yeah. on an adult. You gotta do the uh like chest out, hand uh, hand reaching. <laughs> and then if she does it back, I'll do fuck you. And because <laughs> that's what he did. Well, he does it a bunch of times, and then when they get it right, uh he goes, fuck you. Or That's when cool. he's going, he does like scales and he does it ascending and then descending. And when he's going really high, he goes, I can't go any higher than that. And then they all laugh. And they're going to be like, do you, what's, are, are you here with anybody? And then be it's like, going to end with you getting carried out of the hospital uh, it, by security. Yeah. And no, but if they didn't understand, if they were like, what the hell was that? I'd be like, I'm sorry. Uh, do, do you, were you just diagnosed with a disease? And if they were like, yeah, be like, okay. Swag. So I got that right. Cool. You just didn't. You just didn't understand that pop culture reference, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Double bad news for you. Culture yourself. Right. Um. So, what did you think of the Grammys? I did not watch the Grammys. I didn't. Oh watch shoot! Second, you didn't. I, yeah. I didn't what watch you, a second of the Grammys. What did you watch instead? Oh, yo, you were watching uh, in order of disappearance. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I spent my time much better. How uh, was it? Uh, it was very good um it was mostly performances alicia keys is such, yeah which like weird flex but okay that's not a flex if you can play piano then you like do people know you use both hands to play piano <laughs> what was more impressive uh remy malik playing piano upside down playing bohemian rhapsody upside down or uh Alicia Keys playing two pianos at once. Well, she she was playing one piano using two pianos. Like that, I, I and I don't think that anyone has reacted thinking it was particularly impressive. It was like a kind of neat visual, but yeah. it was that's no different than playing one piano. Like your left hand goes one area, your right hand goes the other. That's what she did. Nobody that, that wasn't impressive. Nobody, but but what was good was I was afraid people were going to be like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Because, I mean, I I like I think Alicia Keys did a great job as a host, and I like a lot of her songs. But, uh, I mean, she's not a good singer, and that's it. That's becoming more and more widely acknowledged. But, uh, so in in some areas she's overrated, and I didn't want to have to point out another area. Or another thing that she did that wasn't impressive, but yeah, I don't think the people got carried away with the piano thing. But she was a she was a good host. I think she was high or something. But she was just really, really just like chill and relaxed and didn't uh, didn't overdo anything. Kind of they they just packed the show with performances, so those all kind of spoke for themselves. Uh, it was basically the entire show was just women performances. And after the show, Janelle Monet kind of acknowledged it. I was waiting for somebody to point out like, yo, like they, they took dudes away this year, which awesome move. Great flex and okay. <laughs> after the show, Janelle Monet tweeted something to the effect of like, just have women do everything. And I was like, yeah, sounds, sounds pretty good. <laughs> sounds like things might go a little smoother if they did, but yeah, it was great performances. Janelle Monae was killer. There was an awesome Dolly Parton tribute that uh, Katy Perry only ruined for like a second before they pushed her <laughs> out of the way. And uh, Casey Musgraves won Album of the Year, which was so well-deserved. 
I didn't listen to really any music this year, but uh, I did listen to Golden Hour, and that that album rules. Right, like it was a it was a, t- a, a an instance of the best album going to possibly the best album. It was. I definitely thought it was the best album that came out. Last I did year, see so. that. Like a lot of people were pissed that Casey Musgraves won for for some reason. But I also saw that like all the people that complained about Casey Musgraves winning were like, "Who the fuck is cut Casey Musgraves?" They got put in their fucking. Oh party. yeah, I felt really better, good. Is, I felt really good about the reaction to Shea Serrano's tweet. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that was the, like a particular one where I saw, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Right. Like Shea Serrano said that. Casey Musgraves winning was like a fucking buzzer beater from the parking lot to ruin the Grammys. And I was like, no, not even fucking close. And then I went through the mentions and everybody was like, yo, Shay, I like you, but this is a fucking terrible opinion. That album is unbelievable. And like all the responses were that. And I felt so good about humanity. Because that tweet was such a like, aren't we all just like, on, on Twitter tweet, you know, it was just it was the most Twitter tweet I've ever fucking seen. It was and Twitter uh, loves, loves to complain about fucking anything, and right? Find any reason to complain about like and it had a big awards, especially big awards, like I, especially when like music and, and movies like art's sub- subjective for the most part, and everybody wants their favorite thing to win. But the fact that like people who may not have been rooting for Casey Musgraves came to her defense and were like, yo, that's a dope album. Shut up. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, I just, I mean, I get mad when people, uh, I always go back to the Chris Rock thing. Uh, anybody who makes up their mind on something without knowing what it is, is yeah. a fucking fool. So, Green book, man. so like, unless you even dabbled, like heard a couple songs off of everything, you're not really qual like it's it's why I didn't used to watch the Oscars because I didn't see those movies. So if I only saw one movie and I hoped that it won, and then another movie won, you can't like scream. My reaction was like, "Oh shit, may- I guess yeah. I didn't see the right movie because it seems <laughs> like this one's better." Yeah, so that's why we see every movie now so that we can experts like, be very confident in yelling at people about being wrong. And while we might be experts on movies. We're not experts on life insurance because we're very stupid when it comes to things that actually matter. So if you need life insurance and you're a dummy like me and DJ, Policy Genius is uh, is the company for you because they make life insurance easy for people that don't know anything about it or don't understand how to actually get it or buy it. Uh, whether you're an insurance expert or a newbie, Policy Genius created a website that makes it easier for easy for you to compare quotes, get advice, and get covered. Policy Genius is the easy way to get life insurance. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the coverage that you need at the price that you can afford. And the price that we can afford is not very high, and they'll still help us. From there, apply online. The advisors at Policy Genius will handle all the red tape. They do all the busy work for you. That's good because we don't want to do any of it. Not interested. They'll negotiate the rate. With the insurance company, they'll make sure that there are no extra fees, no commission sales agents, just helpful advice and personalized service. Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy either. Whether you're shopping for disability insurance to protect your income, homeowner's insurance to protect your house, your abode, uh, or auto insurance to protect your automobile, they help you get covered fast. 
So no matter how much or how little, no matter how smart or how dumb, whatever you know about life insurance, you can find the right policy in minutes at policygenius.com. That's Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. It's dummy proof. I, uh, yeah, I, I very strongly felt that Golden Hour should have won, but also uh, Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet was nominated, and I was happy that was because that I thought was the second best album. So this was a very uh, interesting year where I didn't, on the whole, I didn't think all the uh, best albums were nominated. But like the two best ones were, and that never happens. So uh, I was, I thought that overall they did a uh, uh, a very good job. There weren't any uh, like terrible, weird, uncomfortable moments, other than uh, J Lo <laughs> doing the Motown medley, which was so weird. Like, man, like you could have had Eminem do the Motown tribute, and it would have been more appropriate. That guy had an album come out this year anything right. yeah but you feel still- a, bit, a little bit um robbed that it's we're not getting like a, a classic dj rants about music thing this year yeah i i mainly just it, it's it turns it's turned into a dj rants about twitter thing because i was i i was getting tired as the grammys were going on and i was ready to go to sleep and then i was so fired up after uh i saw the best album get rewarded in Casey Musgraves, who's just a fucking boss win. Uh, and people react to it by being like, Oh, I don't know who she is. She sucks. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, fuck you, man. Like, why are you, you, there's like, there's arguably nothing worse than the people who watch. And I like Shay Serrano, but I was like, dude, you're just, you're doing, you're, you're doing that for retweets right. instead of instead of actually putting on a song. It takes ten seconds to send that tweet. It takes three minutes to listen to one song by her. Just try it out. Yeah, there's nothing worse than people who watch like those award shows and then like basically brag about being uninformed or like brag about not knowing who somebody is. Like, I don't even know who this person is. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, you're watching a music show. Maybe you should listen to more music. Yeah, one of, one of my friends uh, was like, I've never heard of Casey Musgraves before this uh, show. And a lot of people said that, but I was like, cool. Then you well, can't then have, you, have you watched any of the... You can't have a take about her winning best album. She's won in other years, so like... Are you, you, automatically out yourself, like, you automatically spoil yourself as like a, a person who can't weigh in on this subject if you're like, I've never heard of Casey Musgraves, so she can't win best album of the year. It's like, well... No, because you ha- clearly haven't listened to her shit, so you can't have a valid opinion on this. I was directed to a tweet of uh, somebody who said, uh, album of the year means that your album dominated throughout the year and that people couldn't get away from it. And they just gave the album of the year to an artist that I've never heard of. And again, like the, it's such a weird flex saying, like I haven't heard of this great critically acclaimed thing. So like, like do you not follow like pitchfork or rolling stone or uh, like uh consequence of sound any of those things like to, anyway that's a weird flex but uh he said uh album of the year means that your album dominated throughout the year and i responded and i said it absolutely doesn't mean that it right. means uh you're thinking of like the billboard awards or something like that this just means uh, that what what the uh academy deemed to be the best album and he quote tweeted it with you look like a house shoe. Don't know what that means, uh, but he had a lot of followers. So I'll be honest, 
I got a, peop- a few people tweeting at me saying like, ooh, sorry, man, you got killed there. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of look like a house shoe. It's, All right. <laughs> you got me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's that's such a stupid thing. Like, just because an album is and not also, main- like, so, so, like, do you want Taylor Swift to win every year? Because I'm pretty sure you're going to get people like me screaming right. when that happens. And I mean, look at the, like the, I know it's two separate award shows, but like, look at the Oscars. Like there's not comic book movies winning every year or being nominated for best picture every year. Those typically dominate the fucking, the box office every year, but yeah. it doesn't make them the best movie. It just means that it's like a very palatable, like popular thing that people like. But again, it's it's the Chris Rock thing. Like, rather than saying, "Let me look up what uh, album of the year is supposed to signify," I'm gonna put out like a, a very kind of relatable. Uh, Here's why this is wrong thing, and everyone will retweet it. And again, that's what I get mad when people. If there's holes in a tweet, <laughs> like, or if you're like, "Huh, wait, is this completely correct? Does this make sense? Is this like, are these premises real?" You can you can look that up, man. Before you hit retweet, <laughs> turn that tweet on the internet, man. There are, there are other websites that you can check out. So I guess I guess you did kind of get the rant because I was uh, I was pretty worked up because I mean I would have what could what I'm trying to think of the nominees that wouldn't have elicited the elicited the huh who's that because if. Uh, if Janelle Monet won, people would have been like, I've heard the name, but what does she sing again? And I would have had the same exact meltdown. <laughs> I'd be like, she was nominated for album of the year. Maybe it's worth checking out. Everybody would have been like, ah, oh, the girl from the fun song one. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> yeah. so annoying. Yeah, the girl from the fun song. I always forget that she was in that song. Her performance, look up her performance. A, God, what a babe. B, it was just so, it was very good. All the performances were really good. Uh, St. Vincent and uh, Dua Lipa. Is that it? I think it's Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua, Dua Lipa. You know, they, Dua Lipa used to date the, the kid from uh, the lead singer from Lanny. So, really? Yeah. So she won Best New Artist. Yeah. She also inspired my favorite new artist this year. Who's your favorite new artist? Lanny. Ah, nice. She was the muse. Yes, exactly. Because they got to humping. <laughs> But yeah, there I did not have uh, massive complaints this year. I was happy. Uh, shouts out to Greta Van Fleet for ruining rock because <laughs> they put out an album so bad that the Grammys were like, oh, wow, this is bad. Rock sucks now. Let's not put the award uh, for that album for the, for that category during our show. And now that we've I decided rock that. is the worst, let's make Greta Van Fleet the face of it and give them I the award. It's like inspired people like Mike from Uburn, who previously in the past have been like the Grammys suck. They mean absolutely nothing in the world. Like, oh yeah, look at all these people that are getting Grammys now. They suck. Uh, what happened to the Grammys? And now Greta Van Fleet wins a wins a Grammy, and he's like, look, see, told you, Greta Van Fleet, good. Uh, I'm thinking about trying out a new move on the Greta Van Fleet fans. Uh, check this out. I'm going to tweet at them because every now and then they still tweet at me, even unsolicited. So I want to tweet at a couple of them and say, uh, okay, so this is very embarrassing, but heard a song on the radio, suspect, and I thought it was pretty good, suspected it was Greta Van Fleet and was torn, looked it up, and sure as shit, it's whatever song by Greta Van Fleet. I actually thought it was pretty good. Uh, 
are there if I liked this song, are there any other songs by them that I should check out? And if they respond with check out this, 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 and this, I'm gonna respond, cool. I'll be sure to never listen to those songs because Greta Van Fleet fucking sucks. <laughs> totally <laughs> dunk on him, bro. Totally, Classic totally dunk on him. <laughs> yeah. I think I might do it. Uh, right. Speaking of classic brunch tweets, uh, I don't know how, but who brought, how, how did uh, Zip Zabzorp come back into our life? I thought you did it. Oh, no. no somebody, somebody quote tweeted and said, uh, this is the peak of comedy Twitter. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Comedy Twitter peaked with this and yeah. like has never been the same. I'm going to be honest. I'll agree. I yeah, look back. Hey, yeah. I think I went back and listened to the Zip Zabzorp episode. And that shit was great. Oh, we were. If memory serves, we couldn't even speak. We were laughing so hard. Yeah, dude, I kept I kept complaining about how bad my stomach hurt. I guess oh. I was like sick at the time, and I was like, "My stomach, my chest hurts." Oh yeah, that was so funny. And then uh, I forgot yeah. about uh, when it's a playoff atmosphere, but ooga booga booga. Yes. I'm so I'm so mad at you too now because Jimmy Fallon, like a couple months ago, had an absolutely ridiculous outburst at the Rangers game. And it would have been so much better if you did it for that too. Oh, really? Like everything Jimmy Fallon does should now just be uh, like, ooga, booga, booga. Right. Shit like that. It's when, when blank, but nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's like, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk sometimes where people will send tweets that are just so dumb and formulaic. Like, uh, one of our friends joked, I remember, uh, does anybody ever eat food and some does anybody have anxiety and also sometimes uh eat meals? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like some of the some of the dumb tweets that they, they they just look like funny tweets even though they aren't funny jokes at all, but you're just like, "Oh, I relate to that because I also sometimes walk or yeah, <laughs> whatever." I also breathe air occasionally. Retweet. Yes. Uh shall we get into the uh into cold pursuit because our week has basically been changed by cold pursuit it absolutely has possibly uh, yeah, our lives let's do uh cold pursuit and in order of disappearance but first let's talk about robin hood robin hood is an investing app that robin lets hood, you buy huh? and sell stocks etfs options and cryptos all commission free while other brokerages charge up to ten dollars for every trade you said robin hood yeah Cool. Nice. Robin Hood, huh? Robin Hood, huh? <laughs> Robin Hood just doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robin Hood makes investing easy for new Robin Hood, huh? Yep. And experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular or 100 Least Popular. Uh, I don't think that last one's a thing, but it should be. Uh, With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. And Robinhood is giving Robinhood, huh? Yes, yes. Robinhood is giving listeners of brunch a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So sign up at brunch.robinhood.com. Robinhood, huh? Yep, that's brunch.robinhood.com. 
Robinhood.com. Robinhood, huh? Yep, nailed it. All right. We cool. So it. we'll have to check out Robinhood. Robinhood. Before we get into Cold Pursuit and In Order of Disappearance, it would be a real crime if we did not mention the Aladdin trailer that came out during the fucking Grammys. Uh, I didn't see it. You didn't see I it? I just saw the picture. And I, I just... I. I don't want to see this movie, man. I uh, now I don't either. Uh, I'm first <laughs> going to see it, and I'm still intrigued. But holy shit, this movie looks so bad! Wow, they had to have sunk a bajillion dollars into it. A hundred percent. Like this is a massive project, and I don't know. Like even if it's like a B project, because obviously the Lion King is number one. That's going to make a a billion dollars. It's going to be like the biggest Disney project that's coming out for a while uh, outside of the superhero movies and, and Star Wars. But like this Aladdin thing is still a really big deal. And it looks so bad. Every part of it looks terrible. Like Aladdin is not sexy enough. Uh, Jafar, not evil enough. Will Smith looks fucking terrible as Genie. He does look very bad. It looks good. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I you have... I'm just not as maybe I will get excited, but like all the buzz, I'm just not experiencing it with this movie. As disappointed as I am that like Will Smith looks like an absolute uh, bag of shit as the genie and maybe they'll change it. Maybe they'll make some adjustments. Um, it really felt like that that was thrown together because you remember the this the like the controversy, I should I guess you might say when they released the pictures through. um like that magazine, yeah. Will Smith wasn't blue, and people were like, "What the fuck is is he just not going to be blue?" A lot of people speculated that that they decided to make him blue after like the reactions to that release. So then they just like color corrected it or something. Yeah. So like, I'm wondering if they just threw something together, and it, that's why it looks like shit. You. Which would be that would be crazy, uh, but it, it would explain why it looks so bad. Uh, but yeah, I think as as disappointed as I am in the genie, I'm also just as disappointed that Aladdin is not sexier. Hmm. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta take a look because you you'll definitely agree with me that this guy is not sexy enough to be Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin's like was a sexy cartoon, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, that, that I mean, it was Steve. So Steve. Yeah. Steve who? Steve From Aladdin? Full House. What? From Full House. I don't know who you're talking about. You don't know Steve from Full House? What the hell's wrong with you? No. Oh, yeah, this guy's just fine. I remember thinking that at the time. Yeah, he's just okay. But no, Steve from Full House? You don't know who Steve is? Nope. Did you watch Full House? Is that is that... Are you too young for Full House? Uh, I didn't watch it. I watched it like... Uh... Not religiously, but it, I've seen plenty of episodes of Full House. Oh, well, not enough to know who Steve is. Yowzers. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> shit. I guess I'll just uh, politely fuck myself. Okay. Cool. Um, All right. Let's do Cold Pursuit. We, uh, if you want to really fuck yourself, you can go see uh, Cold Pursuit, which uh, if you can get past Liam Neeson being the worst at publicity <laughs> ever... Just horrifyingly bad. That was like years ago. Remember when he was on Sports Center and he was uh, 
he they were like we're here with Jets fan Liam Neeson to talk about his new movie blah blah, blah. so uh, and he's like oh yeah it's great to be here go Jets and they're like so what do you think about the team this year and he was like like oh, I don't watch the Jets no he was like oh shit we're gonna have to to cut he was like I don't uh, know I don't really watch the Jets oh it was they live, were like right? it was live yeah. <laughs> And we thought, oh man, Liam Neeson, how can you? Worse than that. <laughs> oh, yep, can't can't say anything worse than that. That's going to holy shit. Oh my god, uh, nope, he can. Uh, he like, oh, nope, my I, in my younger days, man. I right, was, right. He was like, I yeah, wait, wait till you get a load of this. <laughs> wait, wait till you get a load of this. But I was upset, you see. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Cold Pursuit is a. I'll tell you, I've seen it twice. I watched it twice. Well, technically, you, you've watched it three times because right. you watched In Order of Disappearance, which is the exact same fucking movie. So here's the thing. So Cold Pursuit is a movie that came out the other day, and we learned after seeing it that it was a remake of a Norwegian film called In Order of Disappearance starring Stellan Skarsgård. So we saw uh cold pursuit and we're like holy shit what a weird uh like disjointed movie because it's the first 40 minutes of it is just uh taken it's just a revenge movie they kill his boy so he goes and he starts killing everybody the last two-thirds of the movie is the weirdest dark comedy you've ever seen in your life and because the dark comedy starts so late it take you don't realize until like the movie's almost over you're like this is a dark comedy isn't it <laughs> very similar to like when i saw john wick for the first time except it's not my fault for being dumb it's the movie's fault Absolutely. uh it's so it was, it's just a perplex, perplexingly weird movie overall i would say like it's a bad movie right oh it's it's it was painful to get through it's a but like it's brilliant. I feel like it's brilliant, though. It's a brilliantly bad movie. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. Like, I watched Cold Pursuit, and I absolutely hated it. I was struggling to get through it. I, oh, see, I wasn't. No, like, I thought... I was very I, entertained. I honestly was considering walking out. Like, that's how bad I thought it oh, was. Oh, it was so entertainingly bad, though. I, I mean, it was preposterous. I just like was not in the mood to watch a movie that was that poorly put together. And it was very, very poorly put together. Um, but what I will say is um, I went home and I was like, that movie is so ridiculous. I absolutely need to see the, what it was based on. Like I absolutely need to well, see yeah. the originals. Cause well, I what got a, lost in translation. Exactly. And so I watched uh, in order of disappearance that's exactly the same fucking movie, and I was enjoying myself watching In Order of Disappearance. So, I think once you have an idea of like what you're getting into, then you can enjoy it. But I was legitimately excited to see Cold Pursuit. I thought that it, it I, I did know that like it, it would have a bit of dark comedy to it, but the way that it was presented in the first forty minutes was like this is a movie that takes itself seriously. And there are like tiny. It's your classic very little, uh, revenge very little, movie. Very sort of funny moments sprinkled into like the first forty minutes. So I was like, "Oh, this isn't really a dark comedy." But that happens in any revenge movie, though. So it wasn't yeah, like right. so. So those bits, 
I guess overall were part of the dark comedy thing. But as you're seeing them, you're just like, oh, it's the comic relief in a normal revenge like action. Yeah. It movie. just it did not set the tone. Yeah. So in the first hour. So you mentioned uh, that it's the same thing as the Stalin Skarsgård movie. It is literally like line for line, scene yeah. for scene, word for word, the same thing. I've so I saw I went back and saw Cold Pursuit again after. Here are the differences between the movies. In Cold Pursuit, they add in uh, a cop storyline where uh, a cop is figuring out what's going on. Uh, there is a John Elway versus uh, Peyton Manning <laughs> debate that exists for three seconds. I wrote down uh, Cold Pursuit is is uh, in order of disappearance, but with football jokes. Uh, I also wrote down uh, lunch was a difference. What's What would that be? Lunch was a difference? Do they have lunch at some point? Uh, I guess. Uh, These are your oh, notes. Oh, it's autocorrect. It was Limbo was what I was trying to write. The character Limbo... Uh, oh. One of like uh, they in this movie in Cold Pursuit they make him work in a uh, like a bridal shop. But oh, so right, here's yeah. so here's uh, what the movie is. They kill Liam Neeson's son, and he uh, drug dealers kill him, even though the kid did nothing wrong. So he's gonna get them all, and he's gonna take them all down. Uh, concurrently, you're getting the storyline of the head drug dealer. And eventually they kind of bring the storylines together. And the head drug dealer is a psycho. He is a super duper duper vegan who won't put anything bad in his body. And this is the best part. He's, he's played Tom by Brady. He, what's that? <laughs> he's Tom Brady. Tom Brady? Oh, because the Elway Manning thing. Tom Brady. <laughs> he uh yeah. No, the best part is he is played by uh, presumably the sports center voiceover guy Coors Light six pack. <laughs> That's how the guy talks the whole time. Now, that, had... I, now that I just said that this mm-hmm. character is exactly Tom Brady. It is uh, a sort of psychopath person who <laughs> is crazy strict about his diet and has split custody of his son with his ex-girlfriend. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> Uh, well, it's his it's his ex-wife. Oh, there's yeah. another difference in the movie. In Cold Pursuit, uh, she after the son gets kidnapped, you know, uh, the mother comes and she's like, "Why did you pick up? Why did you pick up our son from school today? It was my day to pick him up." And uh, she's yelling at him, and she's like, "You're gonna lose custody. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. Blah blah." And the bad guy, Viking, is his name, uh, takes a swing at her. And she ducks it and grabs him by the balls so hard and like ruins his life for about 20 seconds. And it's awesome. And embarrasses him in front of his friends. Yeah. His henchmen. Yeah. It was like the greatest satisfying thing in the world. Yeah. Because you've just been waiting the whole movie for someone to do something to this guy. Right. In the original. Wait. So I I just want to preface this with like you watched uh, In Order of Disappearance first. No. No, no, no. First before me, I mean. Oh yeah, and so I, uh, I was watching in order of disappearance. You're like, okay, wait till you get to that scene, and so the the entire movie is the exact, pretty much the exact same as Cold Pursuit. So I was like, oh god, how how are they going to approach this scene? Right, like how is she going to grab him in this one? Right, they get there, 
and he just fucking levels her. Yeah, he and just he just fucking slugs the hell out of her. So you want to talk about problematic in a movie? Like, obviously, like there are like bad guys do bad things or whatever, but I feel like it's problematic in a dark comedy to have that because the comedy is usually accompanied or the 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 action and stuff is usually accompanied by some kind of funny things here and there. And like, you're supposed to laugh every time something happens in this movie, but that happens. And you're like, wait, did you think that, are you trying to tell me that that was supposed to be a funny thing? There was no no comic relief to that moment. Like, which brings me to my overall point between these two movies. They, this movie had an exact template off of what they could change to make it an actual good movie. And they were like, nope, <laughs> let's just do the exact same thing as that movie. There was there was no comic relief to that the the scene where he hits like I was I was expecting like maybe a henchman would deliver like a line or there'd be some pushback there. Honestly, I was like this the movie is so ridiculous that I was honestly expecting like a I was wouldn't have been shocked if there was like a death card after he slugs his wife. Like, you know death? how they have those death card scenes? Though like the the black slates? Like pirates? No, no. Like after they kill so Oh, in both oh movies, yeah, like yeah. Black like card, movie. yeah. Like yeah. after he slugged his wife, I was like, Oh god, they're not gonna come up with like a fucking death card scene right here. And they didn't, but like I, I honestly wouldn't have put it past them. The the original was better uh up until that and you're like okay i've given up trying to take either of these movies seriously but uh cold the- cold pursuit i think at the end of the day it i have a hard time saying that it's a, it's a better movie because again you just mentioned the fact they had like they had a blueprint to be like okay here's this movie we we like it we're going to remake it but we're going to make it better they didn't make it better they just fucking did the exact same shit but like the the villain in Cold Pursuit is better, the kid in Cold Pursuit is better. Yes, I like I like Stellan Skarsgård better than Liam Neeson. Agree. So but... here's what I wish. Here's what I wish. I wish that Stellan Skarsgård would do uh, had done the an English version of it. So he right. did the Norwegian movie and then did the English version, and then in order to uh, complete the trade, uh, Liam Neeson has to do that movie in Norwegian. And Liam Neeson can't speak English, basically, outside of reading lines from a movie, seemingly. So it would be very funny to watch Liam Neeson do a movie in Norwegian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You would have been like, ah, ah, that's that. You just grunt. It was uh, It was such a, a wild movie all over the place. But here's and... the thing. Here's the, 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 the biggest thing is... Uh, after you've seen the movie and you're thinking about it for a few hours, you ask yourself, was this movie just a two-hour setup for the funniest joke to ever end a movie? So the movie walks off on just the most outrageous little joke, and you're like, was was all of this just to make this small little joke? Can we acknowledge it? Can we talk about what the joke is? Because I have thoughts yeah, on it. Yeah, we have to. Like- okay. So the so there's a scene where uh, all of uh, the rival drug gang go skiing, and one of them goes uh, parachuting, where he just like runs wind sailing, right? Wind sailing, yeah, whatever. And uh, then the movie ends, 
they're driving after killing all the bad guys. Liam Neeson and the rival like drug lord are driving in the snow uh, plow thing with that has the chute and all that stuff. And the guy who went wind sailing uh, wind sails into the chute and dies. And well, wind sails right into the plow, gets chopped right. up and blown out of like the snowblower thing. Yeah. Like there's colors of the parachute. Yep. There's blood. Like it is dis- it's disgusting. And that's the end of the movie. That's, that's it. That's the end of the This that's guy it. had no lines other than they said, Are you sure you know how to do this? And he said, I was born to fly, white boy. That's his only line. And that was how the movie walked off by just killing this random dude. But here's the cool thing about it. And I noticed this on the second watch. That guy. So they go skiing in the morning. Yes. No, I noticed that the first time. Yeah. I noticed this the first watch. I wrote down in my notes. Do you know how long he was in the air? At least 12 hours. Almost a day because they went skiing in the morning. Then they go to like the house. Then they go to the compound. They get in a shootout. And he picks, and then he uh, Liam Neeson drives the drug lord back, and yeah. they're doing his job. Overnight. And it's this is overnight, yes. And, and then, then the sun's coming up. The sun is coming up as that guy. So that guy was in the air for almost a day. <laughs> <laughs> almost a day. I, I, I realized this beforehand, but like just hearing it coming out of your mouth is so fucking preposterous that like the the walk off moment of this like this movie the, the entire moment apparently that this movie was building up to yes was, like the biggest fucking plot hole like biggest issue that is so identifiable it was just so <laughs> makes no sense but i think that they're like yeah well that's that that's the that's like the the cool part <laughs> <laughs> he was born to fly a white boy he did it for a day. They, yeah, he did it for a day, seemingly while pissing his pants and having it freeze to him until he died. Uh, there also was one little uh, joke. They they did have fun with the uh, the death cards more than uh, in order disappearance did. They added in a guy who just the whole scene is just obviously going to get killed, and they had him in the scene just to build up to the kind of quick death card, and that yeah. was funny. Yeah, the, the janitor. Yeah, the janitor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Dominic Lombardozzi, who I'm usually not a big fan of, I thought was great. In he was this. great, yeah. yeah. He was uh, part of the random gay storyline that, like, the, they, yeah, they added nothing to the movie. The two of the the drug guys were having an affair. That right? They well, they added in wasn't even necessarily an affair. They were just dating. Yeah, we you and I have gotten into the affair argument before. I mean, if you're they're secretly dating, that's an affair. Eh, disagree. It's a secret relationship. That's an affair. An affair, is, affair is cheating. Oh, we got. Oh, you're so dumb. Yes, that's it. You're so dumb. You think, yeah, you think that an affair has to be. Oh, no, no. Yes, I, uh, I'm standing by that. You're uh, standing by being incorrect. Um, so anyway, uh, they only, they, they, they do have to establish that because they have to make Dominique, uh, Dominic Lombardozzi's character turn. And, oh, uh, right. Right, right, right. so, uh, they kill his lover and that's why he, turns on them okay so uh, i guess that does add a, a somewhat of an element to the story the uh, second time i saw it uh when they showed him on the phone diming out uh his uh viking uh yeah. a kid i heard a kid say to his elder 
oh, is he a bad guy? I want to be like, I want to get up and be like, they're all bad guys. <laughs> it's about drugs. They're they're all criminals killing each other. <laughs> Everybody in the movie is a bad. They showed Laura Dern for five minutes in the beginning of the movie. And Once she was they a bad showing guy. her bad guy. It was all bad guy time. She was, was a bad guy too. She just like left her husband. After, after after he started murdering after, everybody for no reason after he started murdering everybody she didn't know that yeah but <laughs> so uh i would be uh remiss if i didn't mention the fact that in the norwegian movie the viking who is not the viking i uh what is he called uh the count he's uh the coked count. up eric carlson yes i was gonna say he looks exactly like eric carlson <laughs> if he did drugs yes but so that that was weird they still make him a vegan in uh in order of disappearance but they give him druggy eyes yeah and they change his name and like that guy looks way more like a viking than oh, uh, true than the actual viking so i, did. I uh, thought the guy who played uh viking was awesome yeah, I thought that he was really good. Because I love like, a ridiculous villain, and right, he was yeah. so ridiculous. They they added in a couple things in in uh, in Cold Pursuit, but I think the move should have been to just take away things, yeah. <laughs> like like take away the last two thirds of the movie and just make it. Uh, but I'm I'm glad they didn't though, because that that's where it gets so ridiculous. Also, uh, when he's trying to find out who the other people in the gang are everybody gives up names immediately yeah. it's great he, yeah. he finds a guy punches him and says who's blah, blah blah and they tell him exactly that and then Liam Neeson kills them in all of the death scenes are absurd the shot of uh limbo being shot in the dress store is incredible it's slow motion he like falls into these dresses it's <laughs> Well, that, that's the I I I think that that's the only reason that they had it be like a, a wedding dress store was so that they could have that shot of him standing in front of a bunch of white dresses where yeah. blood blood spatters all over it and he falls into the dresses. Uh, shouts out also to bootleg uh, David Harbor for playing the character Santa. Oh right, yeah, you look uh, just like him. What was yeah? What was your favorite death scene? Uh oh, well, I mean. Uh, what's the guy's name at the the guy the last guy that dies because that is the best death scene yeah okay i forget his name but uh, i was gonna say him or limbo or the uh uh the the other affair haver because uh viking shoots him and he's sitting on a big inflatable like couch and then viking shoots the couch to make it all <laughs> collapse on him. And that was different than in uh, in order of disappearance because he falls into a like a thing of powder. Yeah. It was that maybe cocaine that he falls into in uh, in order of disappearance. I think that my favorite death scene in Cold Pursuit or and both of them I guess is uh the one where he beats the shit out of the guy on the snowplow. Yeah. And then they just like roll around on the ground laughing for 5 minutes and, and then, then he shoots him. him. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say the guy, the uh, other guy having the guy that's having the affair with uh, Dominic, uh, he was a very interesting character because he's one of the underlings of this drug lord, and he is the biggest wise ass to him yeah. the whole time. He's the just biggest, the biggest wise ass to like a clearly psychotic person yes. that everybody is afraid to stand up to, and this guy's just like, you know what? Every line he says is Spider saying, why don't you go fuck yourself, Tommy? 
Like a- every single one of his lines is the line that you think, oh man, you're probably going to get shot now. He, he never does. Too. <laughs> yeah, he never does. And then finally, by the he time does. That he gets killed, like I know that Viking is supposed to be the bad guy and like he's killing his own people and that's generally frowned upon. But by the time that guy got killed, I was like, okay, yeah, he kind of, I mean, he was asking for it. Well, no, by the time he killed him, I was like, man, that's the one that put you over the edge. That one wasn't even that bad. Yeah, seriously, it was like a good idea. He was like, why don't you just apologize? Like when, uh, when Viking says he was like, here's the thing about Indians. They all, they all think that like this land like, uh, belongs to them. Like they were there first or something. And the guy's like, well, like, you know why they think that, right? (laughs) Uh, any, uh, any like big laughs that stood out to you? Because I wrote down, um, I wrote down four of them and we've already hit on the finale was one of them. Um, the suitcase was one of them. So there's two, two other ones that I haven't brought up yet. I thought that I, uh, see laughs. Um, no, but, uh, I will say, I thought it was a nice touch that when Santa died, they played a, uh, Christmas song. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, little and touch. Nothing to suggest that this movie happened around Christmas other than is it a Christmas movie? Yes, right. Uh, well, it snows the entire fucking time. Uh, the one of the one of the laughs, the big laughs that I wrote down was the Stockholm syndrome joke. I oh that yeah, was, that was fucking unbelievable! Great joke. Yeah, classic joke. Unbelievable. That's that's the kind of shit that dark humor is supposed to be all about. Like Liam Neeson kidnaps this kid, uh, and the kid is uh, he's like a, he's well he's read. A, obviously, he's the Vikings kid, so like he's got. He's got a bad dad. Liam Neeson is nice to him. Immediately gets Stockholm syndrome and brings it up. <laughs> no, I so I thought no, I thought I took it as he's uh like this straight A student. Just everything to him is just, like he has no personality. All he does is uh like math and play piano and everything, and so like he's got no personality. So. Like a, a kid his age wouldn't know what Stockholm syndrome is, so that that's why I thought that was so funny. No, I th- I, I, that's part of it, but I also think that it was hilarious that like he got Stockholm syndrome with Liam Neeson and just immediately brought it up and was like, uh, "Yeah, do you know what this is?" <laughs> um, the the score to the movie was excellent. I didn't even notice it was very like uh, Wes Anderson uh, Grand Bu- Grand Budapest Hotel type stuff. And it has a pace that's very much like Grand Budapest Hotel, which is why I call it uh, Grand Budapest Ho Taken, because <laughs> it's just a combination of those two movies. And if you think, wait, those two movies would probably be really weird if you mix them together. That's why it's the weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life. Yes. I think it is fantastically, brilliantly bad. I'm probably going to see it like five more times. It's just it fascinates me how bad this movie was. My last my last big laugh that I had written down was uh, the reservation joke at the hotel. Oh yeah. They, yeah, they, that was so good. They squeeze every drop out of that. Yeah. And that was like the one thing, the one joke that they didn't completely rip off from the original. So congrats to them on that. Uh, was this the laziest movie that was ever made? Um, no, because they finished making it. So you're going to say, I was going to, I was actually going to ask like, is this lazier than the snowman? <laughs> I mean, this was, don't get me wrong, this was a very lazily made movie, but there's also, 
like Greta Van Fleet isn't lazy because they work tirelessly to sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. A lot of work, I'm sure, was put in to make sure, like, so when people are like, ooh, the Live Aid scene in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody looked just like Queen of Live Aid. No, it didn't. Not really. But it looked kind of like it, so good for that. This was a whole movie of, this scene looked exactly like that <laughs> other scene in that other movie. It's an entire movie of that. But I, I would say, uh, like, just, like, in terms of, I, maybe you make a good point there, but, like, in terms of creativity, uh, oh, no this movie should not get a writing credit the only <laughs> other thing they added to they, they added putting uh a 20 dollar bill on a guy's penis they did oh, that yeah, that's right yeah that's right uh that was a completely unnecessary storyline uh but whatever so, it was a joke this is a bad movie but i do recommend you see it because it's absolutely it's fun to talk about yeah and the and like you've just got to see it for the end. I know that we've spoiled it, but you're you're going to be floored. You're going to be floored. And the uh, in uh, in order disappearance is on Netflix. So uh, if you want to check that out and see uh, old Bill, then you can do that. Uh, Happy Day Death Day Two comes out today, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm probably already seeing the movie. Yeah, you are. So this is. Um a look into the future um we're, we're recording this in separate places mm. uh prior to the episode prior to happen, you hearing it yeah and predicting the future yes right now you're listening to this and dj is currently at the movies watching happy death day to you and uh my phone is off so if you tweet hey great episode it's going to take me like two hours to get back to you Oh, my brother, I think that the moon is high. I rode that train car where the mountains meet the sky. And I drink with I'm not drinking right And I'll never Oh, I'll never Learn to say Oh, 